Hello and welcome. I'm Kimberly Chalmers and this is the Be Well and Be You podcast where I talk about everything to do with wellness, health, nutrition, and really how to live your most authentic life. So today, I don't have a fancy title. This is just real get to the point, how to deal with a panic attack. I was at an amusement park this past week with six kids, ages three to 18. And while waiting in the long lineup, oh my gosh, this was like a 90 minute lineup for our food. (laughs) We were having a great time. The kids were hanging out, playing some fun games and not on their phones. It was a total miracle. And so as I'm just soaking in this just great experience, I look over and I notice this young woman sitting with a friend and she looked to me like she was having a panic attack and I recognize this and so she seemed to be hyperventilating and really unable to calm herself. So I asked all the big kids that I was with to look after my three-year-old while I went over to see if I could help this young woman. And at first, she barely responded to my questions. But as I asked her a few more questions, I even got her giggling just just a little. And I then stayed with her until I felt like she was in a more calm state. She was also there with uh, a youth leader. So I felt like she was in good hands. I also gave her friends something to research when they got home so that they could be more prepared in the event that something like this were to happen again. So I realized after this encounter that while more and more people are dealing with high stress and anxiety, there are many who don't know what to do if they encounter someone in such a situation. And neither do many people know what to do themselves if they're in a situation like a panic attack. And a panic attack is basically when out of the blue, a person finds themselves unable to carry on their task or their activity. So it tends to be like a large buildup of emotions that seem to overtake them in a full body response. So everything from rapid breathing to heart palpitations, sweats, shaking, it's all the chaotic thoughts, panic. It happens all at once and often without much warning. And sometimes the attack happens as a result of a, you know, a current situation that triggers the bodily response. And then other times the attack can happen from memories that somehow are just stirring up and coming to the surface, or it can happen for no apparent reason at all. And just bang, it happens. So I wanted to outline a few strategies to support someone else during a panic attack. And obviously you can adapt these for yourself in that situation as well. And it's really the the intent here is that we help somebody to start to feel safe. And we help them in restoring normal breathing and in calming the mind. Now, obviously, none of this replaces, you know, medical support and attention. And if somebody's incapable of breathing, then obviously 
call, you know, 911, right? I, like, I'm not talking about dire emergency here. I'm just talking about how we can support one another when faced with something that arises like a panic attack. So I'm going to just offer a few strategies. This is by no means a comprehensive list. There's so many beautiful things that you can do to support one another. Um, these are just a few things that can really just right away start to shift even things like their breathing. And then I'm going to offer you a few things to do when not in an acute situation, so you're not having a panic attack or your friend's not having a panic attack, some things to begin the path to releasing the trapped emotions that are part of the reason for the attacks in the first place. So let's start with practically what to do to support someone if they're in the midst of a panic attack and you might want to grab a pen and a, a paper or just grab your tablet and make a note you know put the heading panic attack <laughs> keep the simple I am doing my best these days to try to organize all my notes so I know that when you know when I'm in a situation where I'm quickly looking for something I need clear headings so that I can find it easily so first thing to do and this is what I did with the young gal is to ask them simple questions that they can easily respond to. So like their address, the name of their school, the grade that they're in, the name of the city that they live in, the favorite color, their best friend's name. Uh, you can ask them things like, what do you see in front of you? What buildings do you see? Like if somebody gives you a phone call and they're in full-blown blown panic attack, just get them to tell you, describe their surroundings. What do you see? What kind of cars do you see? Do you, what color cars do you see? Do you see trucks? Um, what trees? What's the license plate number of the car in front of you? I actually had my uncle do that to me one day when I called him in the midst of a panic attack that had come out of nowhere. And I was literally on the highway. And the only thing I could think of was to give him a call. And so he literally said to me, what's the license plate number? What's the street name in front of you? And that helped me to come back into uh, less chaotic state. So basically, we want to ask them anything that's going to help them to uh, get out of that chaotic state, but that is easy for them to reply to. So their thoughts are being, being that they're chaotic, we want to direct them to simple things that they can say out loud, right? So if they're verbalizing it, it's actually helping to shift things for them. And if they seem unable to answer a question, move on to another and keep encouraging them to verbalize something. You want to sort of stop the train from running off the track, so to speak. The second thing that you can do is direct them to focus on their breath. Oh my gosh, if we could all just right now in this moment, take a nice deep inhale and just pay attention to how this feels. I bet even if you didn't take a big deep breath because you're maybe in a public place and didn't want to take a loud noisy breath, <laughs> I bet you felt that, right? Breath is the very fabric of life. And so deep, slow breaths in through their nose with a slow release out their mouth. It can be loud, it can be whatever it, whatever it is. It's not about any perfect way. This is about supporting their nervous system to begin calming down. 
So you may find that counting out loud for four seconds as they breathe in is going to help them to focus on your words and their breath versus their thoughts. And you want to stay with that breath work until their breathing settles and their body is visibly slowing down. Third thing you can do is to have them take their fingers of one hand, so your index, your middle ring fingers, and you want to firm that you want to have them or yourself firmly tap their sternum while they say something about their bodily experience. So you're literally tap, 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 tap. And you can they can be do it firmly. If they're really shaky, you might uh, find that they can only do it gently, and that's totally okay. And so saying something out loud, and you're going to say this with them, even though my body is reacting this way, I fully and completely love myself. And you're just tapping the whole time. Or something like, even though I feel tightness in my chest, I fully and completely love myself. So if they can identify where they're feeling something in their body, this can be really helpful. So if their stomach's in knots or their body is shaking or they're feeling sweats. So just have them say, even though I'm feeling these shakes and the sweats, I fully and completely love myself. And you just want to continue to prompt them so that they don't have to think about what to say, right? This is about simplicity right now. And if they can't even bring their hand to their chest, you can help them by guiding their hand just very gently. I saw the friend did this with her friend and it was just really natural as I was guiding the girl with uh, who was undergoing the panic attack, her friend just naturally guided her hand. It was really, it was just really cool to see her friend supporting her in such a meaningful way. So this is just about keeping things simple yet effective for them. Now you can learn more about tapping or EFT as it's called from many sources online. It's a very effective way to help anyone shift how they're feeling in the moment. And there's several places that you can learn to tap. They're all acupressure points on the body and there's a flow from the from the top of your head, your eyebrows, your cheekbones, under your nose, your chin, your sternum, and your side. And it's just a really great way to shift everything in your bodily and your emotional and your spiritual experience. So there's some great, great, great practices you can do by using EFT. But for the sake of simplicity, and I sort of think of this almost like CPR, right? You just want to have a couple of, you know, a few simple things that you can do without overcomplicating it for yourself or your friend. So the three suggestions were to ask them some questions, right? Just get them to name some things out loud that are in front of them or things that like their the name of their school, even their own name, right? Number two is to direct them to focus on their breath and just deep, slow, slow breaths and let reminding them, slow it down, slow it down, slow it down, and then counting if it, if that works best for them. And then tapping, Tapping is just a beautiful way for all of us to learn how to bring um, stresses, pains, aches, uh, any kind of emotional trauma. It's a really beautiful way for all of us to learn how to move that through the body. Our bodies send us messages all the time. You know, headaches, 
shoulder tension, knee pains, back aches, joint troubles, and all manner of physical symptoms are connected to our thoughts, connected to our feelings, emotions, and past experiences, our traumas, relationships, our responsibilities, and the like, right? Like it's, it, we are such connected beings. Our, our, our physical feeling is not unrelated to what's going on inside of us. So most of us are really good at compartmentalizing so that we can carry on with life, right? We stuff our feelings down in order to protect ourselves and maintain normalcy, right? And even emotions evoked by non-traumatic events can still actually become trapped in our bodies for long periods of time unless we have a way of releasing them in a healthy manner. So some people turn to drugs, alcohol, relationships and unhealthy habits in order to subconsciously deal with their trapped emotions. Well, there are some very effective and healthy ways to begin the process of releasing trapped emotions so they don't bubble up like a volcano anytime you're triggered. And that, you know, essentially a panic attack is like a volcano, right? It's like everything's been below the surface and then boom, it explodes, right? So here's a few things that you can do in order to really just begin on the path to releasing your trapped emotions. Trapped emotions that could otherwise bubble up and explode one day, right? So again, this is not an exhaustive list as there may there are many things that you can do, many beautiful things you can do, uh, practitioners that you can work with. But I've just selected a few for you to try. So number one, Whenever you notice that, oh, I feel a little tension or a little stress or I'm feeling really upset right now or any kind of unsettling emotion, take it to the body. Focus on where you feel the emotions in your body. You don't need to focus on why you feel this way. That's not important right away. Rather, focus on breathing into that area. Okay, so you're going to notice the tension. Notice the stress, whatever it is, and then look at, okay, where do I feel that in my body? And then breathe into that area. So for instance, if you feel like your heart is hurting and your chest feels like an elephant is sitting on it, notice it, just simply notice it. And then breathe into and out of that spot. So slow, deep breaths that expand and fill the area. And then slow exhales that release the pressure and the tension from the area. And you can do this for, for any area of the body. Number two, you can begin to journal about anything you feel that you're not in alignment with in your life. So look at each area, such as relationships, spirituality or religion, career, schooling, family, your health, activities that you're in, involved in habits that you have, your environment, and, and so on, right? There's so many different things that we could potentially be out of alignment in our lives. And the less congruent we are, the more likely we're going to store up emotions that have the potential to boil up. So the best thing to do is to pick one area to focus on that you can begin to make some small shifts towards feeling more in alignment. This is not about, okay, I'm going to look at all these areas of my life and all of a sudden make a whole bunch of changes because that's it. I've had it, right? This is truly about just take one, just take one little thing because success breeds success, right? So if we create success in one area of our life where we're starting to feel more congruent, more in alignment, 
it's going to actually allow us to feel better and more in alignment and more congruent. We're going to want to make more decisions in other areas. So it's best to create success in a small area first. So for example, if you know that you continually go to bed super late and you wake up early, which leaves you feeling totally exhausted and less able to manage your days, you could decide to go to bed 30 minutes earlier so that you're more rested in the morning, right? This is simple habit change that is going to support you in making a positive shift towards alignment in your life. Sleep is one of the biggest things. Oh my gosh, if we could all just sleep more, our lives would be a whole whole lot better. If you want more support with sleep, just let me know. Uh, or for example, if you're in a relationship where you just know you're not being yourself, you're not being truly authentic. Well, you have the potential there to store up frustrations and trapped emotions that could bubble up, right? Could explode. And you're going to take it out on everyone in your path. I know this to be true, right? So if you begin making small shifts in how you behave in your relationship, so how you are being, right? This isn't about changing somebody else because as we all know, we have no control over somebody else. We only have control over ourselves, right? So if you begin making small shifts in how you are within that relationship, such as voicing your needs or saying what's true for you, you may begin to slowly release some of what's bottled up. Uh, My third recommendation here is to practice emotion code on yourself. Or let me know if you'd like a free 15-minute session. Well, emotion code is a simple practice of identifying trapped emotions and then releasing them energetically. Literally releasing them. Bye-bye, gone. Sound too good to be true? Well, in my experience, this is super effective. I've even watched it work on dogs, right? I mean, they're not listening to what I'm saying. They're not picking up, right? They're just, they, it works. This process is so effective. Uh, You can read The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson so that you can learn how to muscle test for and release emotions that are trapped. I studied this book. I studied it with a group of people. We took this book and, you know, weekly we were doing the practices in there and then we were releasing emotions on each other. And oh my gosh, like incredible. Incredible the things that we were able to uncover and release from each other and then learn to do it uh, for ourselves as well. So really, really, really beautiful, beautiful work that you can do on yourself. Um, but like I said, if you would like a free 15-minute session, feel free to message me on my website at KimberlyChalmers.com or find me on Instagram at Kimberly R. Chalmers because I would love to give you a free 15 minute session just to introduce you to this whole process because it's just an extraordinary process. And once you learn to do it on yourself, oh wow, you can literally stop yourself in your day and go, okay, this isn't working. I clearly have some stuff I need to deal with and you can just set aside five, 10 minutes and do the practice. It's really, really great. Well, one of the things to keep in mind with panic attacks is that there is an incredible amount of energy that is 
generated almost like a tornado throughout the entire body. So even though it may only last between seconds and a few minutes, it can leave a person exhausted for days afterwards, almost like a whole lot of electricity leaving the body at once. So it can take some days to recharge a person's batteries. So if if you or someone you know has experienced panic attacks, it's really important that you know that you or they are not crazy, right? This is not about that. While attacks can feel overwhelming and out of control in the moment, you are, when you are in this state, there is much you can do to support your mind and spirit so that you can begin to gain more control and more peace in, in your life, right? So when, sorry, when you're not in this state, I hope I said that right. When you're not in this state, right? When you're in the acute state, sometimes it's harder for us to think rationally, like I'm going to count to four or I'm going to look at things in front of me. And, and it becomes easier to do after you've implemented some of these things in advance, right? So when you're not in the state, really it is important that you're supporting your body so the, and your mind and your spirit so that you can begin to create more peace in your life. And I wanted to mention a powerful solution for anyone in your life who's dealing with panic attacks and is really, really ready for big change. Many years ago, I participated in a wonderful program called Prime Potential. I'd had a number of panic attacks prior, which were very unsettling for me. They seemed to come out of nowhere. It seemed like, how is it that I'm dealing with this? These don't make any sense to me at all. And I was really at a low point in my life and was ready for change. So I really welcomed the healing that I found through this program. And actually, many of my friends saw such a difference in me that they decided to do the program as well. So it's pretty cool. Um, and, and, you know, of course, they too experienced radical transformation in their lives. So if you'd like to know more uh, feel free to let me know. I'd be happy to share more about it with you. And also feel free to go to this website where you can um, reach out to Lynn Sumida. So the website is mirraspoint.com and that's M-I-R-U-S-P-O-I-N-T.com. So mirraspoint.com. Lynn Sumita was my facilitator. It was, I think, five or six sessions in total. And I was totally transformed. So if you're really looking for a radical change uh, and an up leveling in every area of your life, do reach out to her because that is just such a beautiful, beautiful way for you to get started on this journey as well. So hopefully today I have not overwhelmed you, but that I've given you some really practical tips. If you want the full written list of everything that I've described, feel free to go over to my blog at KimberlyChalmers.com. Just look for the blog titled How to Deal with a Panic Attack. And from there, you can read and, you know, copy and paste or do whatever you want to do in order to copy this information down so that you can either support someone else or begin to make some positive step forward, steps forward in, in your own life. And I do want to reiterate, this is not medical advice. Um, you know, if you or someone you know is dealing with extreme emotional unrest, please talk with your healthcare provider to offer solutions and possibilities for you. This is really coming from my, my heart, my own experience that, you know, if we all are more equipped even just to deal with life, 
right? To be able to find more joy in life, then it's worth it, right? So thank you so much for tuning in today. It was a much longer episode than normal, but I do believe that this is one that is super relevant for a lot of us in our in our lives. So hopefully you found some tips and some things that can make a difference for you. As always, I love to hear your comments. Please connect with me, KimberlyChalmers.com. You can also find me on Pinterest at Kimberly Chalmers or on Instagram at Kimberly R. Chalmers. As always, be well and be you.